Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSR, HealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSR, HealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Welcome, everybody, to Mary Ann Live. Are you ready to get your Stark on? Oh, yeah. You've come to the right place. Mary Ann Live, that's what we do here. We bring it to you. We're bringing you some wild, succulent love of this hour. Oh, yeah, succulent wild love is the title of Stark's new book for all the bazillions of fans that are joining us this hour. But, yay, everybody, we've got we to gotta just do our little practice here before we get all super excited. we got to turn our attention in because we want to receive this succulent love information that Sark's bringing. So we got to get present. If you're already present, then, you know, just get more present. <laughs> Breathe with us. I mean, you know, that's not a bad thing. If you're not totally here yet, we'll wait. We'll turn our attention to our breath. That's what we do together. It might not necessarily feel good or bad. We're just going to notice. We're just going to turn our attention inward so we can get as here as we can get. So we can get present to receive the presence. First part of our practice here at Marian Live, and we do it together, and it's super free. <laughs> I like free stuff. <laughs> yeah, so um, breathing in and out is always a good thing. Bringing our attention to our breath is a super bonus. Just noticing where your breath is in your body. Noticing where you are in this moment in relationship with your breath in your body. If you're driving, your cerebellum has got partial control. So not to worry. You can bring some awareness to your breath. Although do what you've got to do, driver. And uh, the rest of you, wherever you find yourself at this moment, just giving yourself another moment of your attention to your breath, noticing what. It's happening in your body. I notice my shoulders love to go forward and up like uh, the hunchback of California. <laughs> I just don't know how that works, but we get tense and our body contorts. And so my practice in this moment brings my shoulders down and maybe rolls them back and find my belly, find my breath. So whatever you're doing, be with it. Enjoy it if you can. We're going to find uh, a portal of gratitude, which is the second part of our practice here at Marianne Love. Hey, have you noticed we like having a practice? We like cultivating a practice, beginning with ourselves. We say great relationships begin within around these parts. So, yeah, if you're into it, if you haven't tried it before, try it out. We're breathing. We're going to get grateful. This is not an easy thing to do necessarily, not that breathing is either, per se, but uh, finding gratitude can be challenging. So wherever you find yourself today in your relationship to gratitude, you might want to approach slowly. Just notice what it brings up for you. Am I ready to get grateful? Because I'm kind of sponged up right now. 
not easy. I feel like it's a chasm between me and gratitude. Well, hopefully this will help. Uh, just pay attention to whoever whoever may have helped you do what you're doing right now. Who made the food that's in your belly or going to be in your belly now or later? About the electronic device you're listening to, whole bunches of people have devoted their time and their lives in many cases to helping you get through the day. Just turning your attention towards that a little bit. That might help. For the rest of you who are on the gratitude train, you're screaming down the road. Your list is long. Our list is huge. And I just know it makes me feel so good, so grateful to be connected to all of the folks who make it possible for us to do what we're doing here. Help you like that at radio at this particular moment. You've tuned in. Uh, if you're listening live, uh, Lynn McKenzie, Jay Cruz. 24-7, making it possible for us to tune into putting good stuff in our mind, in our belly brain as well. Also, we want to talk to you about our honorary sponsor, OneWorldChildrenFund.org, if you're online, uniting people to improve the lives of children affected by poverty. On the uh, national level, the National Action Organization committed to changing the way our culture values each other, make programming like this possible, 100% of the proceeds goes to programs just like this, check them out, N-A-C-T-I-O-N dot org. You're online and on the local level. Oh, yeah, Open Secret Bookstore. Been trolling the bookstore in Northern California over there for 30 years. Oh, yeah, since I've been a baby. <laughs> Not really, but it sounds better. Feels good. Hey, you like books? Oh, yes, you do. Check them out. Online, even, if you want to just uh, find out who's going to be available, who's going to be talking at Open Secret Bookstore. Dot com if you're online. All right, speaking of books, gratitude and breath. Ah, we're so, so excited today. We're super uber lucky, like I said. Sark is joining us. He's written a new book, Succulent Wild Love, Six Powerful Habits for Feeling More Love. More often, it's a new philosophy of love and relationship for everyone. So it doesn't matter where you're at, whether you're... Uh, getting out of a relationship, trying to get out of a relationship, your heart's broken, you're shattered, you're in a relationship, you want more love, you, you know, I don't know, pick a place for yourself and just own it because you're going to get more succulent wild love if you stay tuned this hour because, yeah, we've got a treat for you today, uh, today shark, shark, uh, <laughs> not shark, <laughs> not to be confused with shark, shark, <laughs> She's joining us. I'm Mary Love. We're so happy to have her here. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Susan Ariel Rainbow Kennedy, by the way, is what Sark stands for, for the few people who don't know who she is, and her beloved John, uh, Dr. John Waddell, uh, are authors of this beautiful book, and they come from a background of creative expression and uplifting others through the teaching, uh, and her 16, count them, best-selling books, products and programs to support empowered living. Sark's purpose is to be an uplifter, a transformer, and a laser beam of love through her art, words, and spirits. And Dr. John, I'm thinking Waddell, uh, not Waddle. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. You say Waddle, I say Waddell. Uh, he's worked for over 30 years focusing helping individuals and couples lead happier lives, both in his clinical psychology practice and in the teaching of metaphysics. His approach has been to provide concrete tools and practices. And uh, he is 
co-author to this beautiful book that we're going to be talking about this hour. Joining us today is Shark. She's in the house, and we're going to give her a big warm wel- welcome to Marian Life. We're so glad you're here. Oh, my goodness. Well, that was so beautiful. I feel so much more present. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. Oh, I love that feedback, right? Just a little breathing, a little, mm-hmm. little attention. A little noticing, a little uh, owning, a little awareness. Yeah. Take you all the way through this hour. That would be awesome. Yeah. Let's go to the next moment. Well, look, you've been on this journey for uh, a while. You did not just fall off the personal development turnip truck. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You know, you've been bringing it to us for, for a really long time, and, and most of us who have followed your work are pretty excited that there's someone like you out there um, who embraces um, not just the psychological thinking aspect of personal development. You really bring us into the creativity and the inspiration and the emotional realm. And uh, could you tell us a little bit about how you got started on your journey before we jump into your book, this book? Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. And not, not to be counting, but it, this is book number 17. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. We should count. Why not? Like Why not? Um, yeah, 30 years of SARC. Uh, it's more than 30 years now. I guess it's 31 years of SARC. And teaching, I would say, 25 years. And um, Minneapolis, Minnesota, um, I came home in first grade and said, Mom, show and tell should be me every day. <laughs> and <laughs> she, said, she said, well, honey, the other kids need a chance. And I said, well, actually, they don't. They're begging me to do it. None of them want to do it. I said, and I'm finding these miracles to and from school every day. And so luckily I had a really neat mom and a really neat teacher, and they got together and created a way for me to go to a different grade every day and do show and tell. And so I would say it's where I got my speaker's training, the start of it, because when you're in first grade and you need to hold the attention of sixth graders, you've got to be really good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I did things like I remember one walking in with a bush on my head because I was going (laughs) to tell them about gooseberries. (laughs) What kind of bush? A gooseberry bush. Oh, you brought an actual gooseberry bush. Yeah, I did. Of course you did. (laughs) Why wouldn't you? (laughs) Well, then when I was 10 years old, um, there was uh, abuse in this family. My older brother, who'd been abused by the next-door neighbor, in turn was abusing me. And to escape this, I made best friends with the man in the neighborhood who was 80 years old. And he used to, he called me his twirly friend because I used to do wheelies in his driveway and he took a great interest in me and so he wanted to teach me to look close and to look far and so he bought me a microscope and a telescope. And I went over every day uh, after school and played checkers and then he tried to teach me to play chess but that actually didn't work. I was, <laughs> I didn't, I couldn't uh, maintain my attention to chess but Anyway, um, he was 80 years old, I was 10 years old, and he got really sick and went in the hospital. And my mother said, you need to be prepared. His name was Mr. Boggs. And she said, Mr. Boggs is probably not coming back. Mm. And I said, well, then I need to create something every day he's in there so he knows how loved he is. Mm. And so every day for a month I either brought or mailed things to this hospital. And Mr. Boggs did get out. And he said, I think you saved my life. He said, no one else called or wrote while I was in there. He said, and I just had to get out to see you. And I said, Mom, I'm supposed to be a beacon of hope and write books for the world. And she said, here's your peanut butter sandwich. (laughs) 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 But I wrote my first book that summer of my 10th year. And then I didn't publish until I was 35. Mm. 
So there was a lot of procrastination. So I want everyone listening to know that doesn't matter how long it takes, dreams will always wait. And, you know, it's never too late, and you're not too old, you're not behind, you haven't lost anything. Mm. God, that's great to hear. Because we all think, and especially what we're going to be talking about today, like love has a shelf life, for example. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, oh, I you, thought yeah, so. Yeah, you do. You've got a shelf life, right? What? No. <laughs> so, so, right here, she said it right here, everybody. Sark is saying, it's not too late. Your dreams are going to wait for you. Oh, we can all relax. We can all exhale on that one. Yeah. All right. All right. So you you will be in Sark for uh, pretty much since the get go. Okay. You were, you were bringing us gifts from ten, probably before that, right? <laughs> well, yeah. So this is amazing to to recognize that and have all that support around you. So this is this, here's the good news, everybody who's tuning in to Mary and I right now. Sark is here because sometimes we don't have that kind of support, or we do and we don't recognize it, but it's not too late. And if you're here and interested in creating more love in your life, you have tuned into the right place because uh, that's what your new book is all about, by the way, Succulent Wild Love, Six Powerful Habits for Feeling More Love More Often. Um, so, Sark, you were just telling us sort of how you got started and um, uh, your, your big uh, awareness of knowing you're sort of your day mom, as some people call it, like what you're doing here on the planet. Um, but I love that you say that even in this book, you know what? It's not always a straight line. Oh, know? it's almost never a straight line. And and let's be sure to tell people growth of any kind um, does not happen in steps like a ladder. And that's why it, I made a point to say, we made a point to say six powerful habits. These are not steps. Um, because healing and, and change and growth and transformation happens in spirals and layers. Yeah. I love that visual. You can even feel into that, the truth of that, right? Mm-hmm. This spiral. Because I hear people say often, I can't believe I have to deal with this again. I already went to therapy for that. What's it doing here again? <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. I, I myself have said that yeah. many yeah. times. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, go ahead. Well, I just get really mad, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I already cleaned the toilet the one time. <laughs> Self-cleaning. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about your love story. Yes. Um, folks that aren't familiar with your work, we'll, we'll be circling back on that. Um, PlanetSark.com is, is Sark's website. Um, a lot of you are probably really familiar um, with her original uh, work uh, around uh, succulent self, succulent wild self. Uh, and what that even means, we're going to talk about that as well. But let's let's jump into your love story, and then we can sort of, you know, bomb around in there. Yeah. Well, three and a half years ago, I went on a metaphysical cruise to Alaska. And for people that know the metaphysical world, this is um, Abraham Hicks, which does uh, the law of attraction. And so I was on this metaphysical cruise ship, and I met Dr. John Waddell. And you're right, it's Waddell. He's also known as Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and I, of course, am Mrs. Wonderful. Um, but within a day of us meeting, we knew that we would marry and live our lives together. And I thought that I'd been captured by crazy people on a cruise ship. <laughs> I had a dream, and what I call my inner wise self, this is the part of us that, you know, higher self, pure positive energy, whatever you call it, came to me in a dream and said, you will marry this man and live the rest of your life with him. And I woke up and thought, oh, my God, I've been captured on this ship with these metaphysical, you know, 
people, and I'm, this is, there's no way. I mean, I was, I married myself in 1997 and wrote about it in a book called Succulent Wild Woman and promised to never leave me and was what I call soulfully single. So I had chosen to be single, but I always had a deep desire for big romantic love with another person. I just wanted to remain myself while that was happening, and honestly, I couldn't figure out how to do that. So and let's tell people now, succulent, a succulent is, is a plant, of course, but it's also a plant that nourishes itself. It gathers what it needs from the atmosphere and environment and feeds it to itself. So in that way, it is self-sustaining, self-nourishing. And wild, of course, is untamed. It's, it's you as the you of you. So that you don't have to mold yourself to, to be in a role that you don't want or doing things with another person that you don't really like. Um, so that's why it's succulent wild love. And I'm glad you told everyone it's a new philosophy of love and relationships for everyone. Because this is not just about being a couple. In fact, I get very annoyed at that word. I used to just hate when people, I don't know, I just felt so oppressed when I was soulfully single. I felt like it was substandard somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, have you found your soulmate? I'm like, no, I have not found my soulmate. And I hate that description, and I'm not looking either. <laughs> I am my soulmate. <laughs> yes, I am my own best soulmate. Yeah, and so... Um, and then my friend loves to tease me because two weeks after I had some big outburst about couples was when I met John on this cruise ship. Right. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and called her and said, I've met someone. I love him. I think I'm going to marry him. Well, a month later, John had moved in across the country. He was living in Ohio. He told me on the cruise ship that he had the most wonderful marriage and the honeymoon never ended. And this caught my attention because I always thought if I was going to be in that kind of relationship, I would want one where the honeymoon never ended. Mm-hmm. It never made sense to me why they should end. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said Jeannie was the most wonderful woman. We were together 10 years, and it only ended because she died. Mm-hmm. And he then said, I want you to know that I'm qualified to adore you. That's powerful. Oh, yeah. And I thought in that moment, I'm marrying him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. You know, could you keep that down, buddy? Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> I heard you, but I don't want him. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then he said, "What I'm going to say next might shock you." And I thought that was good. Like, what do you got? Mm-hmm. You know. And he said, "You're obviously a very creative, eccentric, talented woman." He said, "But I want want you to know that what I most appreciate about you is that you're normal." And he said, "What I mean by that is you're a woman who wants to give and receive love." And I started to cry because that was what I was always trying to hide. I didn't want anyone to get that close to hurt me, so I was going to be the most eccentric one in the room. Mm. And he saw through that, and I felt so safe with him, and I knew that the Susan of Sark would be... Com- and also, he had never heard of Sark. He thought, he said, do you write, what do you write, mystery novels? I mean... And, and you're like, what? <laughs> well, the one person on the planet who doesn't know who I am. Perfect. <laughs> I will marry you. <laughs> Yeah, and then he and then he revealed that he had written two books. He had self-published two metaphysical novels, and they were about two people who suddenly discovered that they could fly. And I thought that sounded incredible, but I immediately got worried. Like, what if he can't write? Like, he's got to write if he's with me. <laughs> like, not that he has to write, but I mean, if he's written a book, I hope it's good. I mean, I don't I don't know any other way to say it. So 
I gra- I asked for a copy. He was I was in his stateroom, and I said, "Can I borrow it?" And I scurried back to my stateroom to start reading it. And I was very happy to see that he was a wonderful writer. Mm-hmm. And we had no intentions of writing a book together or teaching together. You know, when we met, we just thought we would live together in love, and and that would be it. Mm-hmm. But pretty quickly, it was established that we had more to do together. Mm-hmm. And we began teaching together, and then we realized that what we were living, basically he was bringing three core teachings or habits that he was living with Jeannie and in his life into my life, and I was bringing three core teachings and habits to him, and so we married those habits into the six powerful habits mm. that are in the book. Yeah, they're in the book. Yeah, don't worry, everybody. We're going to talk about some of them when we come back after the break. We're going to talk about all of them, probably. But here's the greatest succulent part. You can go online or run over to the bookstore right now and get a copy, Succulent Wild Love, Six Powerful Habits for Feeling More Love More Often, so you don't have to worry, no worrying, to succulents right now. Uh, when we come back, Sark is going to talk to us about these six um, beautiful core habits, um, three that came from John, three that came from her, how they uh, are interwoven, how to apply your life, and uh, yeah, we're going to also talk about uh, single people, some of you out there are like, hey, wait a minute, I don't have anybody right now in my life. Oh, yes, you do. You got you. That's super great. We're going to talk about that, too, and we can talk right here on Mary Life. Don't talk. We'll be right back to Sark right after these messages. Hi, everybody. I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host, Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Reynolds. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. I mean, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, The Great Relationships Begin Within, Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Lide and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. Hi, I'm Katie Couric. I've interviewed world leaders, CEOs, and celebrities, but my most important role has been as a mother. I've worked hard to encourage my two girls to believe in themselves. Girls with high self-esteem are better prepared to navigate life's challenges. So join me as we empower the next generation. This message was brought to you by the Alliance for Women in Media and made possible through the support of Dove and the Dove Self-Esteem Fund, working together to help girls reach their full potential. To learn more, go to Dove.com. Music, information, and friends. HealthyLife.net Welcome back, everybody. Hey, guess what? There's a new philosophy of love and relationships, and it's for everyone. Sark is here. She's talking about it. She and her beloved Dr. John Waddell have written a book, Succulent Wild Love, Six Powerful Habits for Feeling More Love More Often. And uh, she's joining us this hour on Marion Live. 
Lucky us. Now, before we went to the break, Sark, you were giving us a background on how you came to be uh, sort of the heart mouthpiece, maybe, for love. It's a new paradigm kind of love, starting with the relationship with yourself. And um, we want to talk at this point about your relationship, uh, what's going on with you and, and John right now. The love story is amazing. We love how you met, uh, that you recognized instantaneously that you were going to be together, came to you in a dream. And then uh, life has taken some twists and turns, and you want to talk about that, where you are both at and why he's not with us today. Yes. Um, we finished the book on July 5th um, of, of last year, or this year, I mean. And it's a no, last year, <laughs> because it's before right. January. Anyway, we finished the book, and then on July 6th, John was in the hospital, and he'd never been sick in his life, and we were in the hospital hearing that he had stage 4 cancer. And they were, at that time, giving him three months to live, and uh, it was obviously a huge shock, and it was um, one of my worst fears. It was my worst fear, actually, uh, when I would find someone I would love and then they would die, or they would be debilitated and I would need to take care of them. And I'm here to say that I'm John's primary caregiver, and it's eight months later since the diagnosis. And I want to say that John's on a healing journey, and he fully intends to clear the cancer and return to full health. Uh, he is not fighting the cancer. That's not John's style. He is meeting the cancer as a teacher and a wise guide, and consequently so am I. And we both learned a tremendous amount. We have fantastic healers. We've worked with everyone, uh, both alternative and um, uh, you know, regular medicine, we're literally doing everything. He is literally doing everything, and I'm supporting him. And uh, shortly after um, the diagnosis, and he was still in the hospital, um, I was at a cafe in Marin, and a woman sat down at a communal table next to me, and I just knew that we had a connection. And sure enough, she said, I just love your energy. And she said, you have the best energy. And I said, oh, well, thank you. I said, um, I have a wonderful life. And she said, well, that's obvious. She said, but you're probably one of those people that nothing bad has ever happened to. And I said, well, it's interesting that you say that because my fiancé is in the hospital right now and not expected to live with stage 4 cancer. And she said, I want to know how you can be like this when that is happening. And I said, well, it's funny that you say that because we wrote a book about it. I said we wrote the book with six powerful habits for feeling more love more often no matter what is happening in your life. And she said, well, where is that book? And I said, actually, I told the publisher to put it on hold because of John's condition. And she said, well, you have to get it off of hold, and that book has to come out. And she was so vehement. And, and she said, that is your future. That is, you cannot stop that book. And she was so definite that I went back to the publisher and said, you know how I told you to take it, put it on hold? Well, I, I feel now that you should take it off of hold. And they said, well, we actually didn't listen to you, and we kept working on it, and it's done. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes, the and, bigger force. And so, yeah, so it came out on time on, on December 1st. And um, so, you know, it's been uh, quite something. He's been able to do some of the interviews he was hoping to be able to do today. Um, he's, you know, he hasn't been able to do any of the events. Um, 
you know, he lost 50 pounds, and he's in, you know, we call it, it's like the Velveteen Rabbit, if you know that book. Mm-hmm. And it's that part where you get so loved that your your ears fall and your button nose falls, and, you know, it's like that right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, And his spirit is strong, you know. He looks temporarily different, but he is just, the nurses fight over him in the hospital who gets to go in the room. He's so loving and so present to this experience. It's just amazing. My, our, our friend visited the other day, and she said, okay, we just need to wheel John around in his bed and have him mentor the world. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. All our hearts go out to you and John as you uh, are in relationship, as you said, with this uh, teacher, this cancer, um, has turned out to be. Uh, wow, what a what an inspiration for so many of us who have faced or will face, uh, you know, whatever is coming forward. How do we get into relationship with what feels impossible? What mm-hmm. we resist, what we don't want, or, or what's unexpected, mm-hmm. or unacceptable, or unacceptable. Yeah, yeah, or unfair. You know, that's how I felt initially. I don't feel that way now. Um, you know, someone said, you know, why you guys? And I said, why not us? It's, you know, it's perfect. And so that brings us right to the six habits, if you want to go there. I absolutely want to go there. Let's, talk, let's lay them out, and then we'll start. What are they? Well, John, when John appeared in my life, he, he told me that he was bringing these, these, he didn't call them habits at the time. He said, you know, court core teachings that he lived and one of them he said I'm offering you a no compromise relationship and I thought that sounded really good because I never compromised very well (laughs) 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 and I said well that's great but what are we going to do instead he said we're going to create joyful solutions and joyful solutions are what we're going to create together that's better and different than what either one of us would have thought up on our own and it goes beyond compromise Mm -hmm. and it's where everybody gets what they want and I said, well, that sounds fantastic. Does it really work? Yeah, right. <laughs> and so I'm just here to tell you, he moved across the country a month after we met into my home in San Francisco where I had lived alone for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And if you know me, you know I'm a pretty particular type of person, and I'm also an artist who fully occupied the space. And um, through these joyful solutions, uh, it was so easy and fun for him to move in. And then it spread now to the neighbors and my business and my friends. I'm using Joyful Solutions constantly. And, of course, we teach you how to do it in the book, and there's an awareness practice sheet, and there's a way you can practice Joyful Solutions by yourself. If your partner or someone in your life is not interested, you can do them on on your own. Mm. And they're powerful, and they're magical, and they're fun, and they're creative, and once you learn how to do it, you'll just be doing it everywhere. Um, towards the end of the show, would you maybe give us an example of what we might take away? Oh, absolutely. Today? I could. It, you mean from that? From yeah. Well, you know, for example, like there's a lot of single people out there who comes to mind. They're, they're, they hate online dating. Just mm-hmm. hate it. And they, they don't have time to get out there and meet people, for example. Mm-hmm. So what if we applied joyful solutions to a single person scenario? Oh, right? yeah. It's about relationship, isn't it? Well, in a relationship with online dating, what do we do? Yeah, well, the first thing you do is find a different way to relate to online dating. 
you know, because so often, you know, we've decided, we've, you know, my mother used to say, I've taken against something. <laughs> you know, like, you know, we have an opportunity, like if you've had some bad experiences with online dating, okay, but don't lay that template of those bad experiences onto online dating. In other words, it's your opportunity to create a joyful solution where you can enjoy online dating. And maybe it turns out that you don't enjoy online dating and you create a joyful solution to meet people in other ways. Right. So it's about sort of approaching uh, the conflict or what you perceive from a different point of view. Exactly. And with creativity and with love instead of what I usually do, which is defensiveness and resistance. Yeah. I like it with creativity and love because, and that's not an easy, that sometimes can be a haul. You know oh, I mean? yeah. Because I'm like committed to my uh, disappointment and oh, my, yeah. my resistance sometimes. You know? Oh, yeah. And we, believe me, we don't say these six habits are easy. <laughs> we, we, in fact, we go, I tell people these, these take, these take time and these take energy. However, there's there's a lot of joy in the practice. Yeah, and the good stuff is coming on the other end. Don't worry, we're going to be right back right here on Marion Live with Stark. We're going to talk about the other habits, five of them, coming right up right after these messages. Don't touch that dial back in just a minute. sick of seeing everyone around me partnered, but not me. I'm pretty and smart, so why can't I find someone? I'm tired of being the single girl at the party and going home alone. I'm lonely and depressed and feel like there's something wrong with me. That was me venting. Now I have completely changed my perspective to love and dating after I have discovered the book Sexy Secrets to a Juicy Love Life. Proven tips successful women use that help them avoid frustration, unhappiness, and the worry they'll be alone forever. Soulmate expert Lori Abella, together with 29 other experts, reveals sexy secrets to a juicy love life. This is the book that you've been waiting for to end your singlehood. Order your copy of Sexy Secrets to a Juicy Love Life, available at Amazon.com now. And say goodbye to singlehood. Shh, over here. Here's a secret for a virus-free computer. ESET. They've been a pioneer in the antivirus industry for over 25 years. 25 years of innovative, top-rated antivirus protection. ESET's award-winning security solutions provide a safe online experience for over 100 million home and business computer owners. They are so affordable, fast, and simple to use. So be gone, you blue screen of death. ESET's on my computer. If it's not on yours, visit HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ESET now. More exhilarating talk. HealthyLife.net Welcome back, everybody. We're so glad you're here. Do you want to love? Would you love more? Oh, yes. Dark is here to help us with that. She and her beloved have written a new book for us, a new philosophy of love and relationships, and it's for everyone. Succulent Wild Love, Six Powerful Habits for Feeling Love, More Love, More Often. Dr. John Waddell is her sweetie, and uh, they put their hearts together and their practice and brought us these amazing habits. And we're, we're midway. Well, we're kind of at the beginning, actually. We're, we're at the second habit, the first one. What, what's the title of the first one again? Joyful Solutions. Joyful Solutions, yeah. 
And uh, we're going to get into the second one right now. What's that about? How did that come forward? Yeah, the second one is what we call self-lovingly separate with beautiful boundaries. Hmm. So this was this was a music to my ears because I wanted to be autonomous in relationship. I didn't want to become so consumed by another person that I lost myself. Mm-hmm. And John is very supportive of, of my energy style, how I like to live. Um, it's really about not falling into roles that we can sometimes fall into, which we write about in the book, uh, Roles of Obligation. Um, so that's that's his, the, the second habit. The third habit is, um, he said to me, I promise to see you as perfect, and any way that I don't is my responsibility. Now, I loved that until I started realizing he would expect me to see him as perfect. <laughs> and I thought, oh, no, we're going to have a big problem, because I was the consummate list maker. I was a grudge holder, and I was a list maker. Mm. In fact, my younger brother, who I'm very close to, would say to me, you know, if I met someone, he'd say, how many list items on this guy? And I'd say, oh, there's just four, you know. <laughs> he could just change these four things. I'd be happy. Well, John presented, you know, let me let me just stop for a moment. This is not perfectionistic. This is not egoic perfection. This is about the perfection of each of us as we already are with no improvement. And it's really about unconditional love. So we teach uh, about in, un, how to di- how to really live unconditional love in the book, and then how to see yourself and others and the world, in fact, as perfect. And so, in that sense, John's cancer is perfect. And so it's it's you know I said these habits are not easy. <laughs> we didn't lay out like you know six habits like to skip your way through. This is a life. This is our. This is a master teach. This is a master class. Yeah, let me back up for a second because it's a really great point that you're bringing up. Because often we get in, in touch with that magical thinking part of ourselves mm-hmm. where we just, you know, uh, avoid or bypass. It's called spiritual bypass in some some circles. You know, where we bypass the feelings that come forward. Um, and what I notice when I'm reading your book is that you allow whatever's coming forward to come forward but it's the way you are in relationship to it is like you said you you use creativity and you meet it with love and that's a choice and one that's not easy to cultivate but it sounds like you're doing it at every turn here yeah and and i'll tell you if you can do it with stage four cancer um you know we were just joking about this this morning i you know because i said that I was, you know, invited him on the show and checked in to see how he was feeling. Um, but I said, honey, you know, I'm going to talk about, he said, absolutely, talk about the cancer and how perfect it is. And I said, well, you know, it's like, I like putting unusual things together. Years ago, I was able to have a magical IRS audit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a first. <laughs> and, I, and I know that those words have never been used together. Um, and you know the perfection of stage four cancer is probably fairly uncommon, also. Um, but it's exactly that. You know, it's how we all have to go into the into the shadows and the darkness, um, and we can stay less. We can visit less frequently and stay not as long. Yeah. I'm going to jump back to something you said earlier. Um, and boy, if you can if you can be in relationship with stage four cancer this way, you can certainly be in relationship with your attitudes and situations and 
ideology, la, la, la. We're just going to you know, unpack some of it and take a look at it through your perspective here, this new paradigm or this you know, new philosophy of love and relationship. Um, you said something about you know, folks uh, on the, the second um, habit, um, about taking, um, losing yourself is what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. How you didn't want to lose yourself. And I hear this again and again and again, particularly from women now, because we have uh, achieved some modicum of independence, uh, really extremely, uh, vastly different from, you know, um, a couple hundred years ago, at least uh, in the last 50 years for sure. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that, um, just uh, just fleshing that out a little bit more? Because I think uh, this is a really important point for people. We give ourselves up, but it happens, it seems like, so unconsciously. Yes. How do you stay conscious of it? Yes. Well, I think that's why we wanted to include it as a habit, so that you're both committed to both people being self-lovingly separate with beautiful boundaries. It's reminded me of my same younger brother that I spoke of um, when he he got married um, to the most I have the most wonderful sister-in-law in the world, of course. <laughs> he got married, and um, you know she started complaining that uh, he was not available um, on the weekends in the ways that she imagined her marriage to be, and. You know, she wanted him to be more available to her. And so he'd read the book, so he said, I'm self-lovingly separate with beautiful boundaries. He was kind of teasing her, but, but the point was he said, I, I'm, not, I'm not in the marriage to, um, you know, to entertain you and fill your every need. Mm. You know, he said, you need to do that for yourself. Mm. And by heaven, she found an uh, art class. And she started going every Saturday, and she has a new group of friends, and she has an art class. And he wanted to lounge around and play video games for part of a day. And, you know, these are just very, um, you know, individualistic examples. But the point is she was trying to merge, you know, where he was going to then be filling her needs. And, you know, so losing oneself, you know, he would be losing himself, Mm -hmm as well as her losing herself. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens to people. And, and then they, this is when, when the person leaves them or dies or finds someone else, they're just devastated yeah. Yeah. because yeah. they've built no self. Yeah, yeah, it's all the other person's responsibility, Yeah, isn't it? And then uh, the converse is true. Once you get away from a situation like that, you think, oh, I'm never going back in because that's the only option there is. Oh, yeah, then we're laying that template of the past onto okay. the present. Another yep. question real quick is uh, a lot of people feel like uh, that they have to negotiate these things. I call it front-loading. It's, I made up that word a while back. Uh, front-loading in a relationship is sort of negotiating the, non- the non-negotiables up front. In this scenario, there's nothing to negotiate necessarily, <laughs> but yet you're agreeing to live by this philosophy. Yeah. So it's a kind of a negotiation in the sense that you both need to be on board here. Can you do it at any point in the relationship? Can you both just go, hey, uh, this looks like a good good philosophy to live by. When we get back, we're going to talk with Sark about that. What happens if your relationship isn't so great right now, but, but you want to yeah well that's why we put so much in the book about dealing with anger and what are the reasons we get angry and how to use anger more effectively and you know you can do all of this work that's in this book by yourself and your relationship will change great we can talk about it more we'll get back after these messages 
of seeing everyone around me partnered, but not me. I'm pretty and smart, so why can't I find someone? I'm tired of being the single girl at the party and going home alone. I'm lonely and depressed and feel like there's something wrong with me. That was me venting. Now I have completely changed my perspective to love and dating after I have discovered the book Sexy Secrets to a Juicy Love Life. Proven tips successful women use that help them avoid frustration, unhappiness, and the worry they'll be alone forever. Soulmate expert Lori Abella, together with 29 other experts, reveals sexy secrets to a juicy love life. This is the book that you've been waiting for to end your singlehood. Order your copy of Sexy Secrets to a Juicy Love Life, available at Amazon.com now. And say goodbye to singlehood. MarianneLive.com is where you can go to keep up to date with what and where relationship expert, author, and radio host Marianne Camarano is appearing next. Besides Marianne's three radio shows weekdays on HealthyLife.net, you can find out details about upcoming or ongoing seminars and workshops. How about information for ordering copies of books or DVDs? That's also available at MarianneLive.com. Find out about core certification, certificate of responsible relationships www.marianlife.com core certification learning tools to attract build and sustain great relationships also sign up for marianne's newsletter to be informed about upcoming events and possible workshops or speaking engagements in the northern california area www.marianlive.com what does HealthyLife.net and Amazon.com have in common? Well, they're both available on the Internet. They both give great value. But most important, most of our positive program hosts and guests are accomplished authors. And their books are available from, you got it, Amazon.com. Now it even gets better than that. Because when you're listening on air to a HealthyLife.net host or guest, you can go directly to Amazon.com and you can order your book while you're still listening to your favorite HealthyLife.net program. So when you hear an author you like, go to the homepage of HealthyLife.net and click on Amazon.com. HealthyLife.net. .net, the Positive Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody. We're super excited. Sark has been with us all hour. We're uh, coming up to the top of the hour. She's talking about her new book, which is a philosophy of love and relationship for everyone, by the way, Succulent Wild Love, Six Powerful Habits for Feeling More Love More Often. And, and by the way, let's get it in here now, 178 pieces of original art are, this book is filled with. Let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I love the marriage of art and words, and so I put a lot of art in this book, and there's lots of photographs, too, mm. um, including of, of our bed. Yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> Your bed. I love that. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so should we make sure to tell people the other three habits, or yeah, they could be course, like... that's where we're going next. Okay. Um, so it leads beautifully right into my first habit, which is uh, something I created called the Inner Feelings Care System. So it's how to care for and love your feelings, uh, really tend to them skillfully with love so that you're not bringing them to your relationship and try to hand them to the other person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's incredible. It's been life-changing for me because in my family, you know, many of us grew up this way. I, I, you weren't allowed to have a feeling. If you did, you could have one at a time and you had to go to your room to have it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guide you through that uh, inner feelings care system. And then uh, inner critic transformation system. Oh, yeah. So this is, you know, a lot of people know they have ne- negative dialogue, but they don't know these are inner critics. And everyone has them. They're not bad. It's it, You were 
these were instilled in us when we were young by well-meaning people, but they've grown out of proportion to who we are now, and they have endless negative opinions and very limited ways of looking at things. And so, and then also in relationship, when you're fighting with your partner, you're always fighting with an inner critic. And so we teach you how to recognize, how to separate from the inner critics, how to recognize when this is happening, and you'll be amazed at, at how this can shift your life and your relationships and your ability to give and receive love. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of my absolute favorite habits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the third is, is something that was it's really been life-saving for me. It started in my early years of abuse. I didn't know this is what it was called then, but it's really what I call the inner wise self. This is a part of each one of us that's like higher higher self, pure positive energy, um, Holy Spirit. It, it doesn't really matter what the name is, but it's the part of us that is unconditionally loving of us that is really a mentor. And a lot of people know they have this part, but a lot of people don't know they can consult with this part about every single bit of their lives. Mm-hmm. And this includes, you know, is it time to take a nap and what kind of snack should I have and should I call this person back and you know so I really teach people how to connect with that part and how to start consulting with that part and receiving information they can really use mm. oh yeah that that's huge connecting into uh, that higher wisdom or deeper wisdom wherever the direction goes um, these are amazing amazing habits uh, for us all to consider and cultivate and they're not the only things in the book, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like really uh, their, their core. They sure are core. You really, you take us uh, to places that we all think about, some of us don't talk about, you know, patterns in relationships, bumps and upsets, learning how to be kind is one of the things you talk about, uh, roles and obligations. I mean, so it's not like you're, you're uh, looking at the general you get down into the nitty-gritty stuff that comes up, and you give us tools and uh, opportunities, as you call them, uh, ways to face them and navigate into different territory. Oh, yeah. In these situations. And thank you for seeing that. If John were here right now, he would tell you that it's a very practical book. Um, it, it's like a guidebook, and it's it's extremely practical, and it has, like you say, these tools. We have love translations, how to translate with love, whatever is happening, um, how to tell micro-truths, which we call like these tiny, uncomfortable things that you never want to say. Yeah, and all, all, all feelings can be used to um, have more intimacy. And so often we, we do it incorrectly so that it feels like we have less intimacy. Yeah, isn't that the truth? Well, you know, you, you are an inspiration, as I said earlier, for us, and we're grateful that you've devoted your life to helping us navigate love, self-love, and now relationships. Yeah. Um, the intimacy between two people. It's a new paradigm that you've created, a new philosophy that you're sharing with us. We're coming up to the top of the hour. What do you want to leave us with today, Scott? Oh, I want to leave everyone with the knowledge that you can be like a full cup of self-love sharing the overflow with the world and with other people and to really give yourself that gift to love yourself first, which is not selfish. It is actually self-sustaining and succulent and that you are, are, are already succulent and wild and, um, you know, that you have the opportunity to practice with these 
these awarenesses that we've been talking about. And Marianne, you are fantastic. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. I want to leave everyone with the knowledge that Marianne is fantastic. <laughs> thank you. Oh, and that they can go to Planet Sark oh, and they, yeah. they can get Love Sparks, which is a free weekly uh, writing about love, which is not in the book. And they can get the awareness practice sheets to download separately. They're colorful, they're magical, mm-hmm. and depthful. Yeah, I think that uh, I can already feel some rumblings. I can see some groups coming together here. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, couples even coming together. You yes, know? yes. Why not? Get your relationship on with Sark. And uh, their new book is available wherever fine books are sold, by the way. Succulent Wild Love, Six Powerful Habits for Feeling More Love More Often. Um, are you guys doing any workshops online or anything like that? We are. We're we're doing one that is going to start actually on March first, um, and I think you know you think I would know the link for this, but I think it's uh, planetsark.com forward slanted line manifest, okay. and I think it'll bring you there. It's about manifesting your succulent wildlife, and love is one of the main. We're we're, we're working with love, money, and health. We thought we'd cover the main points. Oh, why not? And why not? Because you can. All right, listen. Everybody's just going to take a moment here, and we're sending John beautiful, group love, healing vibration to Sark's beloved, to our new friend for some of us. Uh, Deep gratitude to you, Sark, and your honey. Oh. Everything you've given and, and everything you need on your journey. Make sure you, uh, let yourself receive support. Oh, yes. <laughs> I have an entire team. Yay. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, everybody. Sit tight. We're going to come back for our wrap right here on Mary and Mark. Thanks again, Sark. Please come back and join us. Thank you. I would love it. And John would love it. He would love your show. What? We'll be right back right after this message. And <laughs> Everybody, I'm relationship expert and radio talk show host Marianne Camarado. And I'm David Raynaud. We want to talk to you for a minute about the changing world of dating and relationships and how self-inquiry can help. I mean, did you know that 44% of the U.S. population is single and over 50% end in divorce? Yet, we spend an average of one-third of our lives trying to find a great relationship or get help with the ones we already have. Yep, that's exactly why we created the first ever of its kind, the Great Relationships Begin Within Self-Inquiry Divination Deck, because we know what it takes to attract and create a healthy, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. And it's really simple. Sit quietly, close your eyes, turn your attention inward, and draw a card. You can go online right now and get a free reading on Marianne Live and try out the cards. And for under $20, what better way to give yourself a gift of your own attention? We wish you every blessing. We'll see you next time. Check out MarianneLive.com. To be a good father is the most important job in a man's life. But it doesn't have to be hard. Play catch. Go to a park or visit a zoo. Help your child with their homework. Sit down together for dinner. Ask them how their day was. Things get busy, and sometimes we all fall short. But the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at one 877 dad or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Stuff, stuff, stuff. Where can I contain all of my stuff? Hmm, how about this? The Container Store, the original storage and organization store. 
and I found their link on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. They have containers for everything, including the kitchen, the bathroom, trash and recycling, traveling, spring cleaning, and dorm rooms. Just about everything you can think of to contain your stuff, the Container Store, right on the HealthyLife.net advertiser page. HealthyLife.net, where positive overcomes negative. Welcome back, everybody. What a treat. Loved having Sark with us today on Marion Live. Succulent Wild Love, Six Powerful Habits of Feeling More Love More Often. That's the title of their new book, She and Her Beloved, Dr. John Waddell. Get a copy online or go to Marion Live for more information. MarionLive.com. And, uh, hey, next week, same time, same place, Deborah Childhouse, BioTouch, Healing with the Power in Our Fingertips. That's what we're going to be talking about right here. And the third part of your practice today, go do something for somebody else and don't let them know you did it. It's a wonderful gift. All right, everybody, I wish you every blessing. Until next time, much love.